Welcome to Join On Me. I'm a Jedi. I'm CS1140. And I'm Rain44. Today we're gonna we're gonna jump into a uh, an update on some of the political topics that we talked about last week. Um, so last week I voiced some concerns about the primaries in my state and how they were going to be affected by um, by COVID and and the quarantines and everything. And uh, since then I've actually done a little research on that, and I found out that the Maryland primaries have been postponed until June second, um, and are all going to be done by mail. So uh, nobody has to risk themselves by going out into the dangerous, the dangerous world outside, and uh, and going to their local voting place. I mean, that's good to hear because it. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It saves everybody, the you know, the poll workers and all the people who have to stand in line. Mm-hmm. And it means we're we're not we're hopefully, you know, depending on how the postal service ends up going about everything, hopefully that will reduce you know voter suppression. So we won't run into things to what happened in Wisconsin with, you know, lots of voting places in low-income areas being closed, which will hopefully not be an issue. <laughs> yeah, hopefully everyone remembers, too. It's the best way to it, get your voice out. Yeah, and it, like, honestly, uh, it's it's kind of surprising how, how well uh, the Maryland governor, uh, Larry Hogan, has been responding to all of this, because he's a Republican, and it's... It's just it's just a surprise. And it's and I guess like a lot of people have been talking about how, you know, it there's a reason a Republican has remained governor in a mostly blue state for so long. It's because he, you know, doesn't have his head up his ass. <laughs> and all that. That's that's good at least. I mean, <laughs> all things considered, I feel like my state's done a decent job. I mean we have way more people sick than or, you know, infected yeah. than other states, but I feel like we're doing okay. And you, you like your state has your governor and your state has been dealing with a lot more bullshit than a lot of a lot of other states. Yeah, have. With, with I all really the protests don't know that have been going on and everything like what these idiots are thinking up here because they keep just trying to storm the Capitol or like showing up yeah. and they're like, oh, it's a protest. And I'm like, hmm. Not really. When you start bringing rifles to it, yeah. Like the other day, a, a more like, like a, an outcry. Yeah, like a bunch of armed gunmen stormed the Michigan State House a couple days ago, and yeah. like that's like what is that's happening? A, that's re- that's a real good way to get your point across. Oh yeah, for sure. Real good way. Yeah, uh, Jedi, you got any comments on how uh, how Florida's been handling all of this? Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> uh, can we start with how the governor puts on masks first? <laughs> Can we start with that and then move forward? How he puts Let's the, just he, say he, 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 over, he only his, puts the top the top one on. He put and then, it on over his head rather than over his ears. And he's bass he, backwards. I saw I saw I saw <laughs> a comment on the on the video of because there's a video of him trying to put on the mask and he only puts the top one on over his head and the bottom one is just hanging down. And someone why not comment, just put a diaper over your face and cover <laughs> did it? You, all? So, did so, you see so, the video of the woman who cut a hole in the front of her mask oh because God. it made it easier yes. to breathe? But some, someone commented on that video and was like, he's going he's gonna to step through the bottom loop. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just pull it, pull it all the way around your awesome. body. See, okay. Our side of the, of the U.S. down here, let's just say we're going to reopen everything. But the biggest cities in the area you want to open, we're just going to close. So what are is, you really is, opening? Is that really how they're, how they're dealing with it? He basically was like, this county and then Dade County, 
we're not going to fully reopen, but everything else we're going to try to slowly reopen. First of all, you don't even know how to open or, or wear your mask. That's one, which I still can't get over it, this to this day. Yeah. It or reminds me wild. of the task force for the COVID task force when this first came out about how you're supposed to handle stuff and you know not touch things and watch them all repeatedly touch the same microphone <laughs> to hand it across well, okay. everybody. So, okay. No gloves, uh, uh, no, like no just shuffling it. Like they were just like, oh yeah, here, let me just. So I did find a, a fun fact. We touch our fact. faces. We touch our faces 20 times a minute. 20 times a minute. And people are wearing that. That, that sounds and like an exaggeration. 20 times. Are they, okay, are they but, counting each point of contact or just how many touches? How many touches? So either you're fidgeting or you're, you know, trying to adjust your hair or, you know, I don't think I touch my face that much. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I, don't I either. touch my face However, that much either. <laughs> However, the, the funny thing is, there, a lot of them, like you said, when all this broke out, they're wearing the disposable paper masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're paper. Paper's not going to do anything. You can get it wet if it rains outside. or the, It's about stopping the like germs and the accumulation of spit and stuff go from, yeah. it from is. It is stuff. also, it's... Go cotton it's, and wash it. It's really well, yeah. A lot, and a lot of people have been. That's a lot of people, people have, have been doing making reusable masks that they can wash. Yeah. But it's also like it's it's more about like the people who are sick and who are carriers. It's more important for them to wear masks. Okay, so don't because, wear. Uh, I'm just saying. I mean, it, it like, anything is better than nothing. Like re- really, everyone should be wearing a mask. But it has it has more of effect, more of an effect if the person who is sick is the one wearing the mask. Yeah. Like my wife, when, when all this started, we would take our um, R95 masks that we had in our paint thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever we mm-hmm. paint the house, we, we put a little yeah. kit together and we save it, blah, blah, blah. We were using those masks and she would put it into a plastic bag. You wouldn't use it in the house over the weekend because you didn't have to go anywhere. And two, up to four days... Then it's decontaminated. You pull it back out of the bag, and you can wear it. Now, I yeah. did see the wife brought up a good, a good uh, video of people taking. Okay, so you got your masks on, and mm-hmm. you, one hand, you come out and over with the the strings or whatever you're using, but then you have the actual plastic baggie inside out, touching your yeah. face, and then you grasp and close in one fail swoop. But I mean. Yeah, I mean that. Our that's, states aren't doing. Yeah. I don't know. This is this is not going to end well. Yeah, that's, oh, that's well, all I'm I mean, on, on any any reopening at this point, I think is a bad idea. I, I it's, agree. It's just something that shouldn't be done this early. Fair. Um, I saw some data today that looked like uh, it was projections, but it looked like we were indeed flattening the curve. However, we did top we, out. We, we need to keep working to keep flattening. The yes, curve. we. Uh, it's not. It's it's not a battle we've won. Yet yeah. it is a battle that is continuous and ongoing, and so people need to be aware of that. Yeah, I uh need to find me some rubber bands so that way I can wear a bandana because I cannot tie a bandana around my head without it being uncomfortably tight. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just not enough extra fucking fabric. 
Yeah. Go around my big ass head. <laughs> Way to go, fat head. <laughs> it's just not happening. Just get, just get, just get, I, I brought a I brought a bandana on the back. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna wear a mask this time. And I was like, I can't fucking tie this piece of shit. And so just, I just, just uh, take that take that Iron Maiden flag, tie that around your face. <laughs> just a I long I think that'll be wor- <laughs> like a nylon. Everything's gonna go fun. through that. <laughs> I mean, like I I know I've seen some people use like shirts and stuff. So yeah, there are yep. other, there are other options. Yeah, well, if I I think I have a rent somewhere. I just gotta find them. I, I also I also know that the there ends. there are a ton of people selling like cloth masks and stuff on Etsy and things. Yeah. So. Well, like for me and the wife, I got lucky because I'm I deal with government purchasing and stuff like that, and I'm mm-hmm. open to a privy of websites. And I got lucky. Yeah, they sent me masks off the top of those. <laughs> they gave me a, a, an email saying, "Hey, you know, just to let you know, these these." Vendors are available for government use, yada yada yada, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if they have stock." <laughs> so I went in, I made a non-government account, and got to uh, play play in the one, system, there, buddy. <laughs> one say, well, for me, I like the respirator masks with the two filters on the side. Yeah. So I'll be wearing one of those, and the wife's going to be wearing one of those, but. I got lucky. Let's put it that mm, way. Yeah. Not necessarily playing the system. I agree. I kind of cheated. <laughs> uh, you, using, you use using, the information at your disposal. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be resor- resourceful in these times. Not exactly. just not me. That's everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. What can you do? You got to be smart. I know a lot of people. I've been. I watch a lot of people out when I'm out. Um, and a lot of people are wearing gloves and a mask, which is great. But. Uh, Still touching a whole lot of their face while wearing yeah. gloves, which is uh, not not helping at all. Yeah, I see. I s- Lee and I went for a, a, like a waste long walk gloves. the other day, and I saw like we saw a ton of people both without masks, and then like half the people we saw with masks had them pulled down under their chin so they weren't covering anything, or pulled down yeah. so they weren't covering their nose. And it's like, well, you're defeating the like. Why are you even wearing a mask at that point? Like, well, you mentioned going out. You well, the, the mask is less for getting keeping stuff from going into your body, and more about you keeping you from yeah. spewing stuff out. But in the past yeah. episodes, we had covered that you know going out for a walk or running. More people are coming mm-hmm. outside now because they're being yeah. told to stay inside. On my way to get food, not even an hour ago, it was like a mob of people running past yeah. each other, riding their bikes past each. No masks, not even in a tent. Yep. This well, is nuts. I know up here at least it's been very cold for a while, and so now that it's started to get warm again, people are starting to go out more. And yeah. I also I think our governor relaxed some of the thing, some of the regulations. Mm-hmm. But um, because it's getting warmer, people are more and more likely to go outside and go for that walk. Yeah. Now, when it's you know sixty degrees rather than mid forties. Yeah, I'm not a walking person. I go out when I'm told to, basically. You know, yeah. go exercise, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm that guy, and that's fine. I'm happy with it. But you're also still working, so like, if, yeah. if, if you weren't still working, that may be a different case. Like, you, you, if you, well, if you yeah, weren't if getting out out of up, the house at all, if you're stuck at home twenty four seven, yeah, it'd be different. Right, but even my wife, who you know does web design and and stuff like that here at home, mm-hmm. today she did three hours inside. She didn't even attempt to go outside because she doesn't want to. You know, yeah, she doesn't well, want to get caught with this. I mean, but it's it's not an everyday thing. Like 
being cooped up because like you can you know you can go i can go five or six yeah, days it doesn't have right now and be fine everything. with it but then yeah. like eventually i'm like i need to get i need to leave here yeah like, we've, i need we've, to see we've been different trying, scenery we've been trying to do an everyday walk thing partially because like i need to actually get exercise because otherwise i'm going to sit in this chair all day and and not get any sunlight and not get any mm-hmm. exercise so like and then we that's, won't see you anymore yeah then i'll yeah. just i'll i'll, I'll shrivel away be a transparent to nothing. boy <laughs> it's your transparency yeah and and that's I, like that's a lot of why we've been getting out and i think that's a right. lot of why a lot of other people have been getting out too because you know yeah. they, oh, that's fair. they don't they don't have their access to their usual means of doing that like my, i usually get lots of exercise from work because i i work in a very you know physically yeah. demanding mm-hmm. industry and and you know now that i'm not doing that i have nothing to to fill that gap other than you know going outside and getting and taking a walk every day you need to eat that spinach <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like like when when we went for our walk yesterday it was like there were way more people than i ever would have seen like on my way to work cuz i i walk to the metro station when i when i work most of the time and normally i run into like maybe two people and when we went on our walk, similar route to what I usually take going to work, we ran into like fifty people, probably more. And it's it, it's I mean, there's a significant difference, but you know, not yeah, all of them were I, following proper safety protocols. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think people are at this point starting to get cooped up. I think the worry, the most worrying thing to me is that people are starting to see, oh, our cases are going down, so this is working. Yeah. And then they're going to get lax about it. Yep. And then it's going to go back up again versus, oh, this is working. We need to keep doing what we're doing yeah. at the same rate and yeah. keep it up. So that's yep. that's a big worry about stuff like this. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm, I'm worried to see how like I'm like I'm part, partially like morbidly curious to see, you know, what the, the second wave effects are from people opening up early and going out earlier than they should be. And things like that, because mm-hmm. like we talked about last week, you know, some things in, in Florida are opening up early and, you know, like the NBA opening up early and, and that sort of thing. And, and I, I'm, I'm morbidly curious about what this, this second wave is going to do, but it's also like, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. It's like, guys, we need to keep doing this or it's just going to keep getting worse. Well, yeah. to, to get out of the negative effect of this, part of me thinks that this was needed yeah economically <laughs> what you mean a way to show everyone that the economy, that the economy is, is, just made is up fake. <laughs> well i mean i'm not not like that but if you think about it we're so-called tanking our economy by protecting our lives and i agree that some things should stay open period like we had discussed yeah grocery you know all that good stuff but to open up like the beaches, the national parks, the hair salons. Yeah, hair salons, hair cutteries, you know, whatever <laughs> else comes with. Buzz cut like everybody else in quarantine. We're all doing it. <laughs> you know, well, as a matter of fact, I got a number three and a number four <laughs> on, on Friday before work this weekend. So, yeah, the wife did it. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I get it. I'm going to stay along. I can grow my hair out before I lose my mind. <laughs> I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to grow soon. mine out right now. So this is perfect. You're going to look dryer. like a mountain man, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's the other goal. I'm going to stay along and get the beard. <laughs> I don't have to worry about looking like a homeless person right now. So, like, so we could call you CS Top instead of ZZ Top? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, t- like- uh, it'll take me years to grow the beard out that far. <laughs> my goal is to like show up... 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we can track it. Yeah. <laughs> Each <laughs> each uh, several months go by, you'll just see the red fall further and further below. Just a black sharpie mark. <laughs> <laughs> be, be like oh, be man. like when you were a kid and your parents marked your height on the wall, just uh-huh. beard length. <laughs> <laughs> Up against the corner of the wall. T.S., are you getting taller or is your beard getting longer? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna be wild is when I finally get all my hair cut off. Yeah, because it's it's gonna be ridiculous. It's yeah. already ridiculous. It's already really a lot. <laughs> when I, when I have I was a set of clippers, I might have to buzz it myself one of these days. So w- when I was in high school, Just I would, when I was in high school, I, I didn't really care about my appearance at all. So I would get one haircut a year every summer. Holy and shit. And there would be so much hair when that happened. <laughs> it was oh, it, it, it was really funny because it got to a point where my friends would be like, I can look at a picture of you and tell what time of year it is. <laughs> <laughs> I you can make a make a mop with your hair. <laughs> yeah, when I was, was younger, yeah, when I was younger uh, and played football and whatnot, I knew I had to get a haircut because it would affect the fitment of my football helmet. <laughs> it was so thick that it would be it would change like it would be too tight, and I'm like, this is awful. And I'm like, I should get a haircut. I'll get a haircut. Right, it's great. <laughs> it's brutal. Like I'm about to go get a hair, like buy a hair dryer or something. <laughs> I know my parents said that they they would give me one, but I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna see him next. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I mean, once you I'm once you get to a certain point, blow dry this out. Once you get to point a certain point, you start needing it. <laughs> yeah, it's all, like right now I just dry the tops, comb it out, dry it again with a towel, and then comb it out a second time, and then it just stays wet for however long it stays wet. Yeah, when I take a shower, I just <laughs> with the towel and then leave it wet until it's no longer one, wet. One, two, three, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you got like. A, a sixth of the amount of hair that we do, Jedi. <laughs> there was once I went and got a haircut, and you know the little <laughs> dustbins that they use. I filled up an entire dustbin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did that a couple times. Yeah, it was brutal <laughs> with my with my annual haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, retirement is going to be bliss. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to to your point about. Well, actually, not necessarily to your point, but on on the same point of things being closed and and not closed as as it were. Um, the other day, a, a city in New Mexico got completely closed down. Um, the city of Gallup, had, all roads into and out of the city have been closed. Uh, all businesses must close between five p.m. and eight a.m. And like they're they're policing vehicles going in and out of the city. And I, I don't know if this is the first time that this has happened, but this is the first time I've seen it. On, this is the on first time in the sources. US it's happened. Yeah, and it happened in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know in Italy, Italy's been been dealing with that a lot, but I think this this is the first time it's happened in the U.S., which is which is pretty wild. And and it's like we're we're I, we are getting to that point where I think that's the right approach. Personally, I, I mean, I, I do too. But some of our it's some of it's our a lot of officials work. may not. Yeah, well, it's it a lot is. of work, and it would be very tough in certain areas. Like I know in my area, yeah, particularly sure. because of how much you know interstate traffic and stuff go, you know, go through everything. But like, and everything around me is much more close. Like you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't shut down, uh, like Dearborn, for example, and yeah. not shut down the Metro Detroit area. Like, yeah, and like, and I think everything's still intertwined. You just can't. Yeah, and I think I looked it up, and the and the city that that they shut down has has a, a, a population of something like twenty five k, 
which is which is relatively small that, compared to a lot of well the the town in Italy it only had like thirty three hundred people when they did it, and so like twenty five k is a lot. Of it's a village. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> I grew up in one of those. I grew up in a village with less people than that. Yeah, CS just showing his mountain man side this entire. Episode. <laughs> he, should, he grew up in the Shire. Leave him alone. Grew up in the middle of fucking BFE. Welcome yeah. to the Shire. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think like as far as cities in the U.S. go, it's you know it's on the more manageable side of that. Yeah. Um. Anything. Definitely. You know, talking about like Detroit in comparison is is yeah, it would that's be like not even feasible awful to try. Yeah, and I know I I haven't I haven't heard a, a whole lot about what's going on in New York, but I know I know they're dealing with it a lot. I actually I saw a, an article the other day that was so there was a um a funeral home in New York whose neighbors had been complaining about a smell, uh, and they came and investigated it, and there were a bunch of U-Hauls parked out out in front of this funeral home that were just stuffed full of bodies. Oh, which is. That's a rough U-Haul to open. Yeah. <laughs> Which is you like... You can't pay me enough. It's like horrifying in this weird ex- what do ex- you, existential way that it's difficult to understand. What do you do with, with that, though? Like, I don't I don't even know. I didn't read the well, whole article, the so I don't know what they so did with it, but it's like... He's yeah, but they're not prepared to handle two U-Haul trucks full of bodies. And was, hold on, how are... Are there pictures? How are these stacked? Like, I have no idea. I, 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 are we talking like four to ceiling? <laughs> Because that's they, what I'm imagining. They were, the suppo- they were supposedly full. Is so you, like, I you don't open know. it and it's like feet floor to ceiling. I don't know, man. <laughs> just no. like, uh, that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I said, it's like it, this, it's this weird like existential horror thing that's really hard to comprehend that like, like that many people have died and this is all of them in one place. Like well, and 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 it's getting to a point where New York is is having trouble managing that. Like, well, it goes back to the same thing that we talked about before. Where right now we're trying not to overwhelm the medical system. On the tail side of that is overwhelming the funeral homes and the morgues and other places like that. Because just as you know, the medical system is set up to handle a certain amount of patients in in a amount of time. Funeral homes are only designed to handle a certain amount of people at a time, and that number is normally very low. I think. Well, what Much was it, two it weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. What was it, two weeks ago when New York was talking about exactly this? And yeah. they had to bring out refrigerated <laughs> trailers out mm-hmm. behind the hospitals? I mean, this... That's brutal. We're not, we weren't ready for this. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, like, 100%. No. Like they said on the news, I forget what I was listening to. It might have been a radio station. Um, they said that all of our vaccines, all of our caretaking ability was based off of the flu that's how far back we are yeah like we never changed anything and yeah oh yeah no no one was ready for this well we also like aside from the the various strands of flu that we've dealt with like we haven't really dealt with something like this before like we've we've had you know h1n1 which was a strand of the flu and we've had we had the avian flu and you know various various versions of the flu which was rough at the start of this because people just thought it was another flu. Whereas yeah. every report I w- listened to or read about was this is so much worse. Yeah. It was so much worse than just a normal th- flu or any of the other flus that we fought in the past. This, because of the way it spreads and how rapidly it spreads and how 
you can be a carrier for, you know, essentially what we learned at this point for a long time without even developing any symptoms. Yeah. So it's, well, it's way, it ended up being way worse and it shows that our systems in place are not yeah. ready for this type of issue. You're, you're right on. We weren't right. We weren't ready for how, how to contain it based off of, you know, those people that are basically immune to it, carrying it. It sits mm-hmm. in the, in the air and lingers for up to two hours. It lingers on tables, you know, whatever. But going back, this, by the numbers, sheer numbers alone, we're nowhere near the, the, um, the plague. We're nowhere near any of that other stuff. Well, and that was yeah. based off of just general research from that documentary from Netflix mm-hmm. that I watched. Are you talking like the bubonic plague and stuff like that? We were nowhere near it. Well, well, I understand yeah. that. I'm not trying to say we're anywhere near that, <laughs> but, even but like the flus, even you know, even the uh, the the swine way flu above all of, the, of all 1918 of the and stuff like that. We're not close yet. Well, all the stuff I saw was we're above is those. The key word because we we've been in this we've been in this crisis for a couple months. Like it's not over yet. <laughs> they've they've also said, looking at some reports today, that our numbers are inflated. Which sucks because you can't be accurate. Well, it's, the, it's, it's incredibly challenging. The death challenging. numbers are definitely inflated. It's incredibly challenging to be accurate anyway because of the amount of people who just aren't getting tested. Correct. And, yeah. and, and there's not enough to go around anyway. Yeah, and, and to, to that point, I saw something the other day about, about Maryland and D.C. and the DMV area talking about how we had our largest spike in cases since this whole started like daily spike and it was you know the article talked about how like you know as as our testing capabilities expand we're gonna see more cases because more people are getting tested and and we're getting more you know more information from the public and to that point um my so sorry the, looking up the data is beautiful website all good information um, is beautiful website the um so the governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan, again, um, recently uh, an article came out, April 30th, that he has, uh, he and his wife obtained uh, test result information from Korea, and they are um, keeping it from the federal government. Uh, they, he, de- he deployed the Maryland National Guard to take this information to a secret location and uh, keep that secret from the federal government because, you know, he doesn't trust the feds right now, and I don't blame him because there have been a lot of other things that have been, you know, seized by the federal government. I know uh, a couple weeks ago, Massachusetts put in a, like, massive overseas order for masks, which was seized by the federal government. And it's like, this federal government's probably seizing them because they need to distribute them elsewhere, rather than your state. Well, your state's but, not that bad. Sorry, move on. But the issue is yeah, that but, that state's paying for it, and they're stealing it. To re- I'm going to use the word "stealing" here, because that's essentially, in my opinion, what they're doing. Um, if they're going to take that and steal it and put it somewhere else and use it on a different city, then I mean, I can understand why people would be. Or you know why they'd want to hide that from them? Yeah, because it's it's that's... it's like like my my thing with it is is you know these 
these state leaders are going out and getting this inf- this this these this information, these supplies, these whatever on their own, and instead of instead of the federal government going and doing that as well through you know their own circuits and their own you know sources of information gathering, they're instead looking to the states and being like, no, we're taking that instead. It's like like. Like if if Massachusetts was able to put in an order like this, then and the federal government needs it for something else, why don't they just put in their own order? I'm not I'm not disagreeing that? and saying it's wrong. However, you know the federal government did say, "Listen, we're gonna leave everything and how you deal with this to each individual state." Which in our past episodes we thought was wrong because there needs to be a single stance. Yeah. Everybody toe the line. The, the problem is that with that is this is the competency of our leaders, which this whole thing is really exposing a lot of that of who well, who, who can handle themselves in a crisis and who can't. <laughs> so on and there's that, but on top of that, if if the government's going to go, hey, we're going to leave it to the states, you guys figure it out um, from here. Uh, then don't start seizing stuff that yeah. when the states are trying to figure it out, like Agreed either either go That's look, fair. we are going to own up front and we are going to control it all. Or let the states do what you said you were going to let the states do. Yeah. Again, do going, both. going back to your point, Rain, I nobody's ready for this. Yeah, no, no, I mean, no, nobody was, kidding. and it's it's and like the the reaction that people have had to it has really has really shown people's colors. Like, is this person yeah, fit for office? True. Look at how they responded to COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. in, in some in some degree, I, I agree. I, I just like I feel like this is the, this is the kind of situation where it's like this is where we can y- you can really tell if someone knows what they're doing like if if someone actually has our interests at heart that becomes incredibly incredibly obvious during this whole thing. Well, if they had our interests in heart, they wouldn't open a damn thing. Let's just be real. Yeah, and 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 you know, seeing the leaders that are treating it like that, like the the governor of Maryland and you know in some in some sense the governor of Michigan who's working who's dealing with these wild protests and still yeah. working to keep most of the state closed like we're seeing the the competency of leaders be exposed in during this you have a lot of pushback from a lot of people who want to go back to work who are not used to either being out of work and my personal opinion on it and I think it's something that we've that everyone struggles with at some point in their life. And I think a lot of people put all of that in uh, going to work and performing at work and doing a good job there and, yeah. and making money. And they put all their self-worth in providing for that and doing that because capitalism. And then when that goes away, <laughs> they have nothing left. And so yeah. they feel like they're, they're being a freeloader or something like that by accepting the money from the government and they don't want to do that. But the, you know, the issue is we can't send everyone back to work because if we yeah. do, more people will die. And that is, you know, we I've talked about it with other people. Um, but one of the big things is if we get to the point where we have herd immunity on this disease, we failed. Yeah. All this prep was for nothing if we get to herd immunity before vaccines come out. Yeah. Well, the vaccines are saying 18 more months. They push the dates. Yeah, they take a long time to test and make sure they work, and you know, make sure they they actually do the job they're doing. Because if you just, inject millions of people and it gets them very very sick, it will be worse than yeah. If you know, and I'm sure there will be, it will come in waves. I'm sure there will be people that will not go get vaccines right away. I will be in the front of those lines. 
yeah. to get it. I'll be up there. Uh, assuming I'm allowed to leave my apartment for any reason. <laughs> well, um, okay, we've 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 beaten the COVID <laughs> horse a little bit, a little bit a little on bit. this on, so far. So let's so let's try and move away from that. You were you you mentioned talking about you know people feeling like they're freeloading and putting a lot of their self worth into whether they're working or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I mean I think that's a serious issue that comes from capitalism itself, not necessarily COVID on its own. Because well, yeah, it's, it's just what it is. Yeah, it's just pe- something that to, COVID has highlighted. Yeah, people put a lot of their self worth into their into their productivity. Um, but you also talked about the IRS payments. Um, and fun fact about those: apparently, thousands of non-U.S. resident workers have been getting IRS payments because they had temporary visas which have ex- since expired and they are no longer in the country but they are getting stimulus payments because the IRS doesn't distinguish between those two things. Because apparently the social security numbers for those temporary visas have the same number of digits as regular social security numbers. Oh, well that was set up in the sixties and never changed. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a hard guess out there. That was set up. Uh, that was set up a long time ago and was never done anything about because it was never an issue until now. Yeah, so you you know the whole the whole thread of this this crisis exposing flaws in our system. <laughs> now we have to see the response to this. Yeah. Um, I got a letter from the uh, the IRS the other day, and I've never been more scared in my entire life Yikes. to receive a piece of mail. Yeah. Uh, now it, everything's fine. It was literally just them going, "Hey, by the way, you received twelve hundred dollars as a stimulus check electronically transmitted in your bank account." And I'm like, "Yeah, I saw that like three weeks ago." Yep. Uh, thanks. <laughs> We, we giving me a minor heart attack in yeah. my mailroom. I thought they were gonna read, just take it back. I don't. I don't know if it's that easy to do because it's been deposited into a bunch, into a bunch of people's bank accounts and a lot yeah. of people. They have, can't, but they could hit you next tax break next year. Well, which like, is possible, but the problem is like most people aren't gonna have the money. Well, that, the that and this. and the like the people who are getting these payments who aren't supposed to be the people who are out of the country. They're not gonna be filing taxes for the U.S. Yeah, so it's like. That's, Thanks for playing. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy it, that money on your way out. Yeah, the the whole the whole article that I saw was talking about how a bunch of them are just like rushing to spend it all before the IRS can do anything about it. Yeah, I feel like that's the wrong move. I agree, but it's like I feel like that is the wrong move because the IRS will find a way. I know it's internal to the U.S. and whatnot, but like, <laughs> especially if like if you were so if it was someone who was older, you know, like seventies or eighties, and they knew they were never coming back, like yeah, you know, spend your money have fun or whatever but like yeah i think a lot of these guys are probably younger you know late 20s yeah. early 30s you're gonna have to come back to the u.s at some point and you don't want that to be the reason <laughs> it stops you early 40s <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm, that's that's you know like they'll put they'll put brakes on everything for that they'll yeah. find a way to do it and well assuming assuming bad. they can figure this whole thing out in the first place well we'll see <laughs> That's true, but what I'm assuming, I, the IRS always gets their money, like, first off. So, they're, if they want their money back, they're going to get their money back somehow. <laughs> but, I mean, I think after this whole thing is set up and, you know, and everything's covered and done and, and we've made it through the other side, I think that's when investigations will be launched. I doubt they'll be doing oh, anything yeah. Yeah, for sure. right now. It'll yeah. be a long, it'll be a, a year or two before we even see, or if we even hear anything from it, because yeah, it's very possible that they will figure it out. Uh, and it won't be publicized because, you know, the media is very weird about what they cover. 
Yeah. <laughs> return to normalcy, there will be a so-called IRS task force that's going to go and inspect everybody's <laughs> bank account. Task force this, task force that. Yeah. They can inspect my bank account all they want. It is just for food. <laughs> on, on, I mean, on, on the note of the IRS payments, I still haven't received my stimulus check yet. Ooh. Um, and a lot, really? of, I think part part of that is because of some snafus with how my taxes have been filed recently. Because last uh, year, last year my parents filed it, and I ended up owing, so I didn't put in my bank account information and all that stuff. Um, and so, like when they first released the whole get my payment site, I was on there like every day checking, like, hey, what's my status? And every time it would be like, your payment status is not available. And then Lee found a post saying that if you put in your address in all caps it will get through and you can put in your information and i tried that and it worked <laughs> and it's like oh come on irs get God. your shit together who, who coded that get a gamer in on that please gamer, oh gamer. that's that was, that was some like high school senior doing yeah. his first co-op and coding they it had was, him write it that was, it was fucking ridiculous. but i guarantee you a gamer would not have fucked that up <laughs> no they 100 percent would have software is so weird coding is so weird <laughs> i i i think i saw like a tweet the other day that was something like 90 percent of the gaming communication uh, uh the the gaming community wouldn't even be able to write a line of code to do to say hello world, let alone write a program that searches a database. But like it, All it's, these it's just it's just so wild that like something like that is what got past the wall that I had been banging my head against for weeks. It was like okay, suddenly suddenly capitalizing everything in this line makes the difference. Like. <laughs> It's wild. I had a toggle switch for you. You just didn't know it. <laughs> of course, of course they did. Of course they did. But yeah, so it's that's that's what I've been dealing with. <laughs> um. So let's, yeah, that's uh, so. Are they sending you a paper check then? Is that what what's no. happening? So I I got I got through the since since I was able to do that since I was able to get past that wall of it saying my payment info wasn't available. I was able to put my bank account information in. So hopefully, you know, whenever the next wave goes out, it'll be deposited straight into my bank account. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. I mean, in the meantime, I'm receiving unemployment, which is, you know, kind of wild. Because Kudos I'm... for you, man, for trying. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, well, it... I'm, I'm making more money on unemployment now than I did when I was working by, like, a lot. And it's kind of wild. <laughs> I think I think there are going to be a lot of people who are in my situation who went on unemployment and are seeing how much they're getting paid, who are going to come back from this and be like, "Hey, you guys should pay me more." Yeah, because I was I, getting paid more on unemployment than you're well, paying me. <laughs> remember the segment we were talking about? CS had a good point a couple shows back where he was like, "Okay, so everybody that goes to look for jobs when we come out of this, yeah, you're going to go look at who handled what better than the other." Yep. <laughs> Yeah, well, and like, I mean, with some jobs, like you have to furlough people. It's just not yeah. possible because, like, in you know, and w with my job we, specifically, because my entire industry is shut down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially in cases like that. But like, I think we're going to see a resurgence when people go back and say, "Hey, I was making that much, this much on unemployment. Like, you've got to bump my pay." Like, I think it's going to awaken a lot of people. And I've seen some articles about this, which are very interesting. Uh, where lawmakers and people were worried that people being paid more on unemployment 
uh, then minimum wage uh, might create a problem for the U.S. in the earlier. And I'm like, oh, you mean paying someone a livable wage yeah. is a issue for y'all? Mm. <laughs> when the entire mm. in, when the entire economy is fake, you think it's it's an issue to when pay the entire labor force hopefully wage? gets opened up to this and people actually start uh, going on about this. Uh, hopefully things change. Yeah, you know, when we when we have a crisis that exposes the fact that the entire economy is based on the people who actually do the work and not the people who own the businesses. <laughs> um, but on the flip side of that, I truly do think that we were not, you know, with the disease and being locked in, but with the economy and stuff like this, we were coming to this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a crash. There's going to be a recession. There's going to be something. And this just happened to be the catalyst that moved that up three or four years. It's it, it's been the catalyst for a lot of things, which we've talked yeah. about. But which I I mean, I just hope as a group of people and as a society that we come out of this looking forward and going, okay, so here's all the shit that didn't work. Yeah, let's fix that by voting or by you know voting yeah. for people who say they will fix it, and then hold them accountable for that and not yeah. slip back into the same monotonous thing that we did earlier where we try to outwork each other by working you know 80 hours a week mm -hmm. for you know a slice of bread well that's 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 been such you know one of the biggest problems before all this happened was that you know a lot of people especially in the low income bracket are working you know two three jobs mm -hmm. have no free time and so have no time to think about these things like have no yeah. time to think or work towards you know making things better <laughs> And 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 the fact that you know voting days aren't national holidays, are it means you know half those people can't go vote because they have to work to feed their families. Yeah, and this know. is this is a good time to really use the term instead of reject the term. Let's reinvent the wheel here. Yeah, yeah, this 100%. is perfect for it. And like we, and like we've talked about a lot, this is exposing a lot of flaws in our system. Um, and you know, hopefully. You know the the people who the system has been exploiting will have will have a chance to come out of this and and you know be able to push it towards something better and you know hopefully hopefully the, the people as you know a whole will realize that things need to change and work towards that but we'll see game on yeah um so covid is uh you know one thing for a pop apocalypse bingo <laughs> another check mark on apocalypse bingo this past week killer hornets have showed up in oh, the u.s i did see that i saw that uh a couple a couple beekeepers in washington um discovered that some of their hives had been completely killed like they were like all of the worker bees were decapitated and Oof. just like completely destroyed by these by these giant Asian hornets. Um, so their hives are expensive too. Yes. Like that's a, the colonies are expensive. I saw a, a story where someone like kicked over a bunch of hives and killed a bunch of bees, and it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage. Yeah. I mean, especially I especially because listen to that than COVID all day. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Killer <laughs> bees, let's go. No, yeah. no, well, well, uh, no. Also, because like a lot of a lot of those bees are endangered. Like yes. that's that's a big which part is of a it. very scary thing. Yeah, and that that's that's like one of the very big, con big concerns with this because this is the first time that these hornets have shown up in the U.S. and it's like we need to act now to contain this or this is going to decimate the bee, the bee population saying, like, in the U.S. 
I agree. My gamer side is coming out of me going, get him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's like you're a level a level one warrior going out of town for the first time. Go kill some giant bees, you know. <laughs> yeah. Spin, spin Monster your, Hunter, spin, if you're listening. Spin your, spin the first hour no, in game. Don't do that, slaying, Monster slaying Hunter. Slaying some giant bees. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh that's there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, even outside of COVID. Like, I know yeah. a couple weeks ago, a volcano erupted in Indonesia. Like, a lot of things like that. The killer hornets. Like, the world's in kind of rough shape. <laughs> and I, ke- I keep seeing this meme around, going around of, you know, Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove sitting with his tablet. And he's like, that's another one for Apocalypse Bingo. <laughs> seen a lot of those. Yeah. I've seen a lot of those. I mean, I the the I don't like bugs. First off, I'm gonna I'm gonna intro with this, <laughs> but like, I don't like bugs, creepy crawly things, flying things. I don't like them at all. But bees are pretty cool. Bees are as long as they chill. stay away from me because they generally stay away from you because they kind of mind their own business and especially do most stuff. most honeybees are usually pretty chill. Like carpen- honeybees, like chill. carpenter bees are like big fuzzy friends. They're not gonna bother you. Exactly. They they keep their space and are we're chill. It's fine. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking yeah. for them to like not exist or be away from me. Like it just you keep your distance, I'll keep my distance and we're all we're all cool. Uh but like wasps on the other hand. Fuck wasps. Oh, I don't even want to be anywhere near wasps. wasps. Ask for their gamer Sorry. tag. Let's go. <laughs> are they gonna one v one me on well, yeah, one v one me wasp? Because <laughs> I'm trash. Um No, I I but I mean, honeybees are endangered, and so that worries me greatly. Um, I also know my parents are beekeepers now. Oh, they are? That's cool. And, mm-hmm. They have one hive. That's pretty dope. How long have and, they been uh, beekeepers? Uh, uh, just like six or so months now. They got nice. it right before winter. Nice. Um, And my, my, my dad has been interested in it for a very long time. Yeah. But they finally took the steps and did it, and I have uh, about a jar of their honey left, I think. It's really good hey, it's so go. fucking good it's That's definitely a... the best honey i've ever tasted have you ever have you ever seen people who are like like vegans who are like refuse to eat honey because that shit's so dumb. i have not but that sounds ridiculous to me <laughs> it's so like, dumb <laughs> the the bees taking honey from I mean, bees does not harm them in any way shape or form <laughs> well if you take too much it can like too close to winter obviously but like during the summertime they, they just they, fill up the hive and then yeah, they, they either stop so or they find other places to shove honey. Yeah. Like I will take some uh beehive honeycomb and I will put that on a plate with some pancakes. I've had that before. I'm just saying. Uh, it's really good. There you go. It's weird that you're just eating wax essentially, but it's still really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's still so good. There's well, a... so they didn't my parents didn't think they were gonna have any honey the first year because of how close they got it towards the end of the season. Mm. They filled it up so fast that they got <laughs> they got a good amount of honey out of it yeah there you go and because they only have one i'm sure they're gonna have to expand at some point because it like they started out with i think like twenty thousand bees or something like that and it's gotten yeah (laughs) could be wrong on the number they but your parents no your parents also have what like 60 acres or something we have 40 acres we have a small 40 acre farm (laughs) small 40 acre farm yeah exactly (laughs) i say that just you're you're showing your mountain man side again cs (laughs) I don't Jesus. know what you want from me. Forty acres is small. Like, 
It's not. It's yeah, not if an you're gonna consider it to the room farm. I'm in currently, you know, because I don't have a lawn or you know any acreage because I live in an apartment. Yeah, that's huge. But like, as far, as far as farms go, that's a pretty small farm. Yeah, it's not. I get it's from not one side to the other by farm. dawn or by nightfall. I'm okay. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, you, I know farmers with some fields. You can go get lost in then. Do your parents grow anything or? Um. So we are a horse farm. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. We've talked about. And this. so we, the only thing we really grow is hay. Um, which that is makes, essentially just grass. <laughs> um, there's a very specific type of grass that you just let get long and you just have to cut it at certain points in the year because you want to cut it before it gets too mature because then it seeds and then it turns yeah. into shitty hay because it's really stemmy. But if you cut it early enough, that's why normally you hear about like first, second, or third cut, in, cut on hay. If I don't know if you've ever had to experience I have never buying hay or selling hay. I've never heard any of that, but okay. <laughs> but there's three different types of cuttings of hay and just like a lawn, the more you cut it, the nicer, like the later cuts are. So, like, yeah. third cut is normally very nice hay, and so it runs a premium. And Jenna's just like, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> hey, everybody, <laughs> hey, hey to join me. on me. Hashtag how to make hay. There you go. <laughs> the, there's your man. It's a, it's a process, the whole process. He's got you. You need hay. Go see the man's. <laughs> he, he can, he can um, distribute. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny too because like the fact the fact it's it's funny to me that your parents got started being beekeepers like right before winter because my mm -hmm. parents got chickens right before winter <laughs> and so are dealing with that right now. <laughs> That's exciting. What kind of yeah. what kind of chickens did they get? I have no clue. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness! I know so we, I know they're chickens and that they produce eggs. That is the we rescued of my knowledge. some like egg laying chickens from like a one of the you know egg farms that shut down mm -hmm. near us at one point and those chickens lived so much longer than they ever should have <laughs> they lived for a really long time and they produced like at one point we had like half of a shelf in the refrigerator dedicated to eggs well yeah like, I mean, there were so it, it, many eggs like and our neighbor down the road has more chickens than we do because the her, my, one of my friends got really into chickens and so they had a ton of chickens she would just give them away because she just doesn't have space to keep just all go the egg eggs someone's house <laughs> no like just she's just like do you need eggs and, and someone's like yeah and she's like here you go and they're like how much and she's like just bring me the carton back like <laughs> join on me farmer in the dell <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I would assume that if, you know, if you're getting chickens from, you know, an egg farm that shut down, I assume those chickens are going to be very good at they, producing eggs. They were unbelievably <laughs> like it, we I had a lot of fast enough. Dad. We had a lot of egg dishes because situation uh, where you're eating eggs every single morning. Situation. Baking it's it was like crazy. When my my brother lived out in California with my aunt for a while, and he was he was working a job where he was doing landscaping, so it was you know a lot of a lot of physical labor, and so mm -hmm. he was cooking bacon every single morning, and it got to a point where my aunt was just like, "Okay, you have to stop. I cannot handle this every morning." <laughs> <laughs> These eggs are excellent. Oh God! Yikes! Right? Yikes, dude. <laughs> You're, you're not, not even okay. a dad and you're making dad jokes <laughs> let's go baby oh my god but yeah no i mean it's it's cool it's cool that people are doing that though i mean yeah you can say i mean if you have the land to and want to take care of chickens um 
and you get ones that are good at laying eggs, you can you can save some money that way. I mean, you're gonna probably spend more money in doing all of that, but yeah. like, but you get some in the free long eggs run, out of it. <laughs> well, in the long run, you know, once you put the initial investment in, yeah. If you say if you're saving money on eggs, you know, throughout the life of those chickens, then you have it set up. You just have to buy more chickens. Yeah, and I think they're pretty cheap when you get them. You know, real young. Yeah, they, they, as far as and I'm, so, I'm aware, they are. other than feed and yeah, um, you yeah, know, and 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 so my, my and all the other stuff. It's my parents used to live in in Bethesda, which is you know the suburbs of DC, but like you know <laughs> the ritzy suburbs of DC. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so you know they they had a you know a two story house with a decent sized yard, but not enough to to really not enough beyond being able to have, you know, a small vegetable garden. But then mm-hmm. now they've moved down to North Carolina where they have, you know, four times as much space. So they've got they've got so much more space to grow things, to manage chickens, things like that. So they're they're did, they're making use of that. <laughs> did they build like a freestanding coop or did they do yeah. the uh, yeah. old school thing which I've seen, which is where you build uh what my friends did was they used a scrap uh truck cap that they had <laughs> and they built a frame and they offset the truck truck cap off the frame so the chickens had a place to go at night. <laughs> so is and so, it was so just it, chicken wire around, and then you would just move it around the yard. So, so that is, way, so is, like you wouldn't kill the grass. So is that why I always see just truck caps sitting in rednecks' yards? Is is that? Uh, is that why? <laughs> I mean, no, probably not. It, okay, more likely the truck rusted out. Oh my god! Well, a lot Jedi. of times the truck caps are are made of aluminum, and so they last. And then these. American-made trucks rust out in ten years. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, we just had to get we just had to get rid of the the one that we've had since 1998. I think it was a 96. I know we might have had it since 96. We had a 1996 Dodge Ram, and it uh, a piece a large piece of the suspension on the rear suspension broke off from the frame. It just fell off. <laughs> Rusted off. Tunk. So it's uh I have the pictures. That it is, is a, uh, that is a large rip. Time for it to go. <laughs> if you want to see pictures, join the Discord. <laughs> are you just are you just gonna plug our shit this entire episode? Is that how this is gonna work? <laughs> I got nothing. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a chicken herder. I got opinions, don't you? Stuff. You got thoughts in that head of yours, don't you? I got dad jokes for this shit. <laughs> yeah, That's apparently. about it. <laughs> All Jedi has going right now. <laughs> yeah, what but else it's. You got? But yeah, my my, uh, <laughs> my parents built a freestanding. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's so way better learned... than the other method, by the yeah. way. <laughs> freestanding so coop how... is way safer. <laughs> I can't say this to the straight face, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so we learned how hay works. <laughs> we learned about chicken coops. Yeah. We talked and about bees. Bees that kill each other, which is okay. The bees, they sting. <laughs> Not the bees! Not the bees! <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna turn this show into like a, uh, a just a documentary on how to fix how it's made. Episode <laughs> I love how side. it's made. It's that's such a good like, show. CS it's is one gonna, of my CS favorite is shows. have to carry this show if that's the case. Oh my god, I love oh, how it's made. Lord. It's so awesome. <laughs> I got nothing on this shit right now. I, okay. Are we gonna talk about how screw or plate metal is made or anything like that? Should I research this for the next show? <laughs> Stuff, stuff that you're thanks working for, with. Uh, thanks for Johnny on the spot, dickhead. <laughs> but one, of, one of my one of my buddies got really got really into these documentaries that came out recently that are like something. It was something about like how like 
bits of our childhood were made and it goes into like like transformers and like how mm-hmm. and like how that series was built and how all of the all of the toys are made and all the and all that sorts of things which is apparently pretty interesting i haven't watched it but it seems the best cartoon ever after <laughs> school <laughs> ah so jedi was a transformers kid it the truth comes out yes gi <laughs> joes and transformers God, don't the, at me the old gi joe cartoon at jedi was repeatedly wild <laughs> Now on Saturdays, it was all Looney Tunes and cereal, so I don't want to hear your shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really have cartoons growing up because my parents didn't have cable for when I was growing up. So I, for yeah. most Black of my childhood, TV, I was, that was you know, what we had for a while. Black and white TV with twelve knobs. You turn <laughs> one through twelve with an antenna, and you got what you got. That was it. Your, I, your age is showing, old man. <laughs> 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 Turns around and looks. What? Where? Not a whisper where is somewhere. It? Squirrel. <laughs> Somebody say something. Yeah, I, I only you got your hearing aids in, but TV growing up as well. <laughs> yeah, turn, turn them bitches up. <laughs> I'm sorry. What'd you say? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh I God. I didn't have cartoons much either because they they weren't on non-cable shows. I mean, like they had The Simpsons and stuff like that, but. I wasn't supposed to watch that, so I didn't. <laughs> Cartoons. Oh, you, mean, you mean you didn't watch things behind your parents' back? I mean, occasionally, but like not a lot. <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like when I was older, like, start watching it and understanding it, and they were, and it was more because my sister wasn't allowed. That's when I started watching it. But like prior to that, I was like, all right, well, I'm not allowed to watch that, so I just find something else on. I watched so a you... lot of the, the Channel 34 WHO programming uh, um, that we had. Whoosh. It it was it was like public public access stuff. It was all like ah. cooking shows and like like, like, P- like PBS stuff like style stuff. It was all PB. It was PBS. It's all that stuff. So yeah. I asked this old house cooking shows. I watched a ton of that shit. <laughs> so you were Mr. PBS. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched a ton of like FX and shit as a kid because that was like one of the few good channels that we had. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I definitely watched some movies that uh, that my parents probably would have not approved of if they had known I was watching them. <laughs> Things like "Dude, Where's My Car," which someone who's in elementary school should probably not be watching. <laughs> Jedi, Jedi just disappointed. <laughs> that was what you watched in your younger days. That's what listen, you had. Listen. <laughs> Listen, it was that up, it, it was that up to the point where I got a computer and started playing World of Warcraft. So you know, <laughs> chat. If anybody's out there, give me a hand, please. <laughs> You're on your own, old man. Show me a sign in chat, please. <laughs> I need something. A lifeline. All right. All right. So I got something. All right. Drivers. Oh, good goody. and bad. Do we want to go to a commercial before we get into this? <laughs> I feel you like that's what? probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> chat, chat, stay tuned because I'm sure somebody's got to relate or has a story. <laughs> and before we go to commercial, you're watching us right now. Fill in the form. Let us hear from you. I'll be right back. See you in a few. God, can you imagine if we had gone live right as I burped? Uh, we went live right afterwards. Ah, <laughs> Exposed yourself on that uh, one, bud. 
<laughs> I can't believe I've done Congratulations, this. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. <laughs> so, in the commercial, that was some uh, gamer subs. As you can see, I'm representing right now. I got my handy dandy shirt Brandy. in. Just wanted to throw that out there. Brandy. And I'm drinking some blue Raz. It's fantastic. There's Get some yourself free some gamer subs. Get you some free shipping to the U.S. All right. So use the code. Join on me. Nice plug. <laughs> hey, listen, you were carrying it earlier. I had to do something. I'm not knocking it. <laughs> All right, so drivers. We're going to... We got three of us here. Let's talk about each state. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would like to know, after I, after I, after I make my point, mm -hmm. I would like to know, one, your requirements to keep your vehicle on the road. This is totally left field, but I, I got to know. to look these up. <laughs> I don't know if I have those requirements. Like, do you have them. inspection requirements? Um, you know, just no, general stuff. Not at all. But anyway. I can, I can go so, into some of that. <laughs> okay. State of Florida. We do not have restrictions. Well, okay, I take that back. Obviously, if your car isn't running, you can't be on the road, which is a given. <laughs> However, what running. state of running can it be in, though? Can it be a go kart powered I have by a seen lawnmower some cars engine? that should not be running beyond the roads? Obviously, 50 cc's and above, you got to have a license plate. If it's below that, you have to be on the sidewalks. 50 cc's total or 50 cc's per engine? Per <laughs> engine. So if I use a 49 cc engine and I pack 16 of them together somehow, you still need a license plate. TS, your engineering showing. But anyway, all right, so <laughs> the reason why I wanted to touch on this and it sparked some intrigue is I was on my way to work one morning. And as I'm at a stoplight, person comes out of the gas station, proceeds to uh, get in my lane. I'm in the left at the stoplight, getting ready to cross over the intersection. No brake lights, no hazard lights because they wanted to make a U-turn and just stops dead in his tracks. <laughs> Yikes. I slammed on my brakes. I got coffee in the back in my bag that I use for lunch and stuff like that for work. It goes, hits the back of my seat. I stop within four feet of them, not realizing because I'm driving and it's 6.30 in the morning and I'm still not awake. <laughs> Traction control was off. Ooh, yikes. So I goose it and I'm doing this one two three oh you get yourself in a tank slapper situation <laughs> slap that tank <laughs> as i'm into the third uh spin not spin but fishtail yeah. i'm looking at two lanes and i'm perpendicular until Ooh. the ass end comes back around and grips yikes and the guy behind me who gave me room to pass said asshole in his truck Gets to the light next to me, gives me a thumbs up, and then goes on about his day. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> nice show. Sick moves, dude. <laughs> so, state of Florida, blinkers, they don't exist. Well, lights I, I think, on the rear don't exist. I think blinkers I think is an issue beyond Florida. Horns. I laid into that horn for a good three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> As, as I'm trying to fishtail out of this, I'm still on the horn. <laughs> so, as long as the 
I guess you would say as long as the parts are affixed by any means, by <laughs> duct tape, by bungee cord, by zip hey ties. Man, hey, man, don't knock the zip Only ties. Only zip ties. Don't zip ties are the, the future. Zip ties. I fixed things in my old car with zip ties. <laughs> <sighs> gonna, you gotta do what I you gotta see, do. It was, it was I, I can see I'm gonna lose this battle, and it's not really even a battle. <laughs> I'm gonna lose this argument so, so the, the, fast. The car I had before, I have the car I have now. I had a 2001 Ford Focus hatchback, used. It had like 50k miles on it when I bought it, which was pretty wild for 2001. But you know, I ran into a ton of issues with it, and had to take it into the into the shop so many times. But uh, there was one time where uh, I was lemon. So the the um the driver's side window would not close all the way sometimes, and so I I I took off I took off the door panel. And I found out that there were pieces in there that were broken, that were oh held together by zip ties. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> yeah, so that that was a thing. <laughs> oh, but God. as as far as I'm aware, at least in Maryland, there's like an initial inspection that cars have to pass, and then beyond that, the only thing you have to go through is you have to get the emissions tested every couple years. And like, See, that's those, what I wanted to know. And and then, but then, like, once your car is like older than twenty years, it doesn't have to pass emission requirements anymore because it's considered state, a historic vehicle or some. Or our some state shit has like that. none of that. Nothing. Really? You just not even, not even emissions. I. No. That's why. So I moved up here three years ago to Michigan. Okay. You know what I did to the title and register my car? Showed up with the title and a horse. <laughs> yeah buggy all that um no i showed up with the title and my plates and all, all the information that i needed got the got everything registered switched over they gave me new plates and a tag and i got mailed my title that was it there was no inspection well i wonder i wonder None. if that's because you already had got it done in another state and if they like pulled ohio doesn't do inspections either <laughs> well so then that's the i moved from ohio they didn't they don't do inspections there i haven't oh, seen any inspections God. up here well, that's a fucking yikes. <laughs> I have seen, and, and like, the area I moved to up here is uh, nicer. <laughs> for, I mean, the area that I lived real close to home was very nice, but, like, there were some real beater trucks yeah. and vehicles all over the place. Or some carriage yikes. There well, were, I mean, I, mean I, I know that's... Yeah, we like were within that, 40 minutes of the Amish. Like the, They were that's, around. That's, that's how a lot of rural areas are. There were some real beater trucks. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you count how many fenders were missing? <laughs> um, you can see through the fenders. Because <laughs> oh, they were rusted. They were rusted through. Yeah. 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 There were some of those. Uh, there were several that didn't have bumpers. No exhaust. Exhaust had rusted yeah. off a while ago. I mean, you can see the frame rails because the sides of the truck have been eaten away. It's funny because um, so like. California, I I lived in California for three years, and I think that they have much stricter regulations on that sort of stuff. Because I know when you when you, this is not necessarily just in regards to vehicles, but when you cross over the border into California, they do like an inspection on your car, to, like largely to make sure you're not bringing in like fruits and shit. Because apparently contraband. They, apparently they have a, like they don't let you bring like bananas and things into California because they have some 
I, I don't know. They apparently have issues with agriculture and th and things crossing over or something. But when I got my car serviced in in California, um, this was back when I had the previous car before the Focus, which was a 2001 Honda Civic. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I had Maryland plates the entire time I was out there. So when I got it serviced... But like after it, we had got, I had gotten it serviced. The guy came up to me and was like, "I can tell you're from Maryland because that that engine cage is rusted as fuck." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, it's humid out there." <laughs> oh, good old Rust Belt. <laughs> well, I I came from Virginia before I joined the military and went abroad. Every year you have to go get your car inspected. You have to have a decal on your vehicle's windshield every year. And if yeah, it doesn't Maryland pass, doesn't have that. if it doesn't pass, you brought your car there to get inspected. But who's to who's to say that on your way out you don't get stopped by the cops because you're not? It's not fixable. It's not. Yeah. You can't do it on the spot. So do they require it to be a Camaro Charger or Mustang? <laughs> Every vehicle. Uh, it was a joke that the new new military guys buy those three cars. <laughs> I didn't have a Mustang. I had a Jeep. I had an Evo. I have. I'm driving an Infinity, and I had a Focus hatchback. I also. But my very hatchback. first car was a Dodge, or I'm sorry, a Plymouth two door hatchback. Oh, oh, that's fancy. Yes. Well, I guess that's that's fancy to us now because it's like a vintage car, but I don't know if it was yeah. fancy to you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that was the same car I got my driver's license. I had to buy my car or, you know, whatever. Have a car first, get a driver's license, then get insurance all in one fail swoop. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it's it's interesting that Ohio doesn't have this. Yeah. Florida definitely. Florida's. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will say in Ohio, the only inspection that was done that I ever went through was when I got my driver's license. They the the guy walked around the car and basically was like, "Hit your brakes, hit your turn signals." Oh yeah, because they have to like they're driving in the car or, with like, that. Was really really sure that you don't drive anywhere. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people are really bad about that. Yeah, nobody um, really actually preacher. does that. Yeah, so like that was the only thing, and like the car I drove at the time. Um, I don't know what my dad did, but one of the brake lights did not work. And so he's like, I'll take care of it. And for that day, it worked. And then the next day, it went back to blinking real fast. <laughs> so I don't know what was done the one day. Something you can do to make it work for a day. That's It funny. worked for the single day that it needed to work for. Uh, he also had an aftermarket stereo in the car that the cop could not figure out how to turn off. Because I left the music on a little bit because I... I wanted the music on and so he like hovered over it and couldn't figure out how to turn it off so they just turned it down all the way <laughs> that's pretty funny oh it was so good i'm trying to hold it in but that is that is hilarious <laughs> oh the 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 cops I, I, that I, I we had to do with first, like, had. <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to do it oh my god i don't know i didn't to be fair i didn't know how to turn it off either because i never thought to ever need to turn it off in the car <laughs> why would you need to turn off the stereo ever you yeah just turn I have, I'm gonna I have, need you to roll down your window. I, I can't. <laughs> I had that happen with my last car. The switch busted. And so if oh I went through god. any drive throughs I had to open the door. Oh my god. Because, <laughs> I hate that. Because I well, the switch was eighty fucking dollars. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I went for as long as 
Because I could still, I figured out how to like twist it to bend it a certain way to get it to make contact. And I would, because I, I would still roll it down and I could figure out how to put it back up. Then one time I really couldn't get it to go back up. Oh, yikes. <laughs> and I got it to, I got it to wedge itself back up. Yep. Like I, I got the, I got the button to hit a certain way. It went up and I never loaded it again. <laughs> uh, I eventually replaced the switch. I replaced the switch on it and everything was fine. But like I originally just did not want to buy an $80 switch to replace this because it that was is, like, I can do it. You go through a drive through and you got to, hand one hand on the outside one on the inside no no it wasn't broken it was definitely the switch it wasn't the motor i had friends that had that shit going where their motors or you know where the um the whole assembly and they would break and like that's, they would that, do that that's, the, that's that, what happened with my focus shit. like it, yeah i had to do that a couple of times like he had a wedge that, i had a buddy who had a wedge he'd put in between that and the plastic inside to keep it up oh my god because otherwise it would just fall down all the time and so to make it look like it was locked he would he would <laughs> Wedge something in there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you want another sketchy car story, I rolled up a I rolled up a buddy's window once because there's the switch was busted out, but the motor was still good. And so using a set of jumper cables, a 12-volt battery, and some speaker wire, I <laughs> connected the terminals on the motor and rolled up his window for him. Oh my god. That's about as Wild. bad as using a <laughs> screwdriver to jump start your car on the starter. That's as I'm, as I'm, uh, I've not done that, but I've seen that done. <laughs> I've done it. Um, I as I'm as I'm standing there holding the the electrodes on the ends at the because it's like we unplug the switch. I can see it start to arc, and I'm like, this is gonna be real bad if this sticks together. I have my friend behind me holding like the jumper cables with the stuff in there, so that way if I shout or something, he's just gonna disconnect it. <laughs> but it was like it was real sketchy. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Are you ready, Tim? <laughs> and I was like, he's like, can you help me roll this window up? So I called my like my lab instructor and I'm like, hey, this needs to happen. He's like, is it the switch or is it this? And I'm like, well, can we just hook 12 volts up to the motor? And he's like, yeah, you can do that. I'm like, all right. Is it the operator? <laughs> well, uh, Famous last hey, words. Hey, we got the window rolled up. That's all that matters. Famous last words. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> yeah right watch this <laughs> i mean on my car uh about a year and a half to probably two years actually or more potentially uh before i sold it i ripped the rear lift point off the vehicle with my hand um that's checking to see if it was uh solid enough to put a jack on it <laughs> uh newsflash it wasn't <laughs> I had Who'd to find a look? different spot to lift up the car at that point. Anybody seen Common Sense? <laughs> Are they around? I what mean, I had at the time. I mean, CS, Common Sense. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think Golf not. Golf clap. <laughs> yeah, the last, the last car I had, uh, they gave me $700 for, and which is probably about $400 more than that car's worth in scrap metal. Yeah, uh, when when we traded my Focus in for the car that I that I have now, they gave us five hundred dollars for it, which is way more, probably about four hundred dollars more than I anticipated to get for it. Because <laughs> there was a lot of shit wrong with that car when we got our <laughs> new car. You're killing Jedi in the back. <laughs> so when I bought when I bought this car, I I don't think they looked at my old car. I drove yeah, I it down from I Michigan. 
I don't think they looked at our car either. There's I a drove finger it. in the trunk. Watch out, guys. <laughs> I drove it down. So I think you guys have heard the story. I drove it down from Michigan. My parents had found the other car that I was going to buy, which was another mid 2000s Impala. So um, we bought it from them. They gave me, you know, 700 bucks for it or whatnot. You know, and we rolled that into the price off the price that I paid them. They let me take both vehicles with me back to my parents' house because I still had all my stereo and stuff in the other oh, car yeah. because I wasn't removing that unless we were sure we were selling it. And yeah. so I had to, over the night and the next day, rip all my stereo <laughs> out. So actually, I left the speakers because I knew I was going to upgrade them, but I pulled the yeah. stereo out, put the stock one back in. Um, I swapped the rims and tires because I had to buy new rims and tires because the old one was starting to get rusty. I swapped I those back on it. Um, I almost took the battery because I like three months before that had bought a new battery, <laughs> um, but I ran out of time on doing that. And I mean, this battery has been okay. Just when it gets cold, it struggles a little bit. Um, but uh, I mean, so and then I brought it back to him the next day and whatnot. And I mean, the the new one I got, the new one I say new one. It's <laughs> a it's a two thousand one with like seventy thousand miles on it. Which is still very good. Yeah, seventy let's, let's seventy thousand miles for a two thousand one. It's pretty dang good. Yeah, because when when I got my O three Impala that I had in twenty twelve, it had thirty two thousand miles on it. That's pretty good. And I drove that till it hit like a hundred and thirty something. I think so. I put about a hundred thousand miles on that car. And that car was rough towards the end. Yeah, like, that that's about when, real rusty. That's about when my my Civic gave out on us. Because it was it was wild. Because like the events that led to us getting rid of the Civic were mm -hmm. like disastrous. Like <laughs> oh no. So so Lee, my partner, used it to to drive to work a lot. And so one day we're driving them to work, and the the car just stops. Oh. And just and just gives out. And we we have to get it towed and taken into the shop, and they tell us that the entire motor needs to be replaced. That's a because Honda. the drive belt snapped. <laughs> oh, did your timing belt snap? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a. At least they're small. And the, and, and, I've and so done we, the timing belts on those cars. Well, those aren't that bad to then, do. Well, but I know the whole motor would be more, but like still yeah, not bad. It snapped while while we were driving. So, you know No, we, the motor's junk. Yeah, like, so we had to get the motor replaced. And then like so we put in the money to do that, which mm -hmm. in hindsight was probably not the best decision. But then two weeks later, we're driving to work again, and it goes out again. And this time it's the transmission. Oh no! <laughs> and at that point oh, we're God. like, "All right, we're not we're not putting any more money into this." And so we wound up donating that car to a uh, to a fire station so they could use it for training exercises, so that it could go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> I would have pulled that engine and resold that engine. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have the expertise to do that. And I don't just, think anyone in my family did either. You just touched it. Un un everything. And unbolt. That's it. Well, and if you don't give a shit about putting them back together, you can just cut the stuff. Yeah. That's like, because if you don't actually have to, like, put stuff back to where it was, because I've done an engine swap, <laughs> which sucks, because there's a lot of fucking cables. <laughs> there's a lot of really small plugs that you have to label every single thing on them. Yeah. But if you don't give a shit, you can cut anything and everything. Because <laughs> yeah, I've I... gotten, I've received a junkyard motor. 
where someone had done that and it was <laughs> annoying to unplug everything yeah yeah i i had to replace the spark plugs on my on my focus once and so that was that was an experience it was i hate doing spark plugs navigating that whole that whole system that's like that <clears throat> and like replacing windshield wiper fluid is like the extent of the engine work that i've done <laughs> i hate spark plugs i really do yeah, I'm, always were, afraid, I'm always afraid. I'm always afraid I'm gonna do. strip it out, which I'm sure is like nigh impossible to do. But like, yeah, I don't. I'm think afraid I, I'm gonna strip them out. I don't think I was in that that at that point, but I definitely like. There were a couple times where I was like, I was really struggling to get the old ones out. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like there there. I had this. I had a socket wrench with like one of those really long extensions on it. And there were a couple mm-hmm. times where I thought I was going to snap one of those things. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't want to break this, but I got to do it. <laughs> I've, uh, was, I've broken a couple struggle. tools that probably should not have broke because I had to get medieval on some stuff. Yeah, we uh, the focus we had, I had we the um, wrench that they gave us for replacing the the tires, mm-hmm. uh, the tire iron. That's what it's fucking yeah. called became unusable because the the fucking the, the so the the tires on that car they had they had the bolts holding them on and then uh-huh. they had these like thin metal caps on top of the bolts oh no <laughs> and if the caps this weren't the worst. if if the caps weren't on it the tire mm-hmm. iron didn't fit properly uh. and so one of those came off and got stuck in the tire iron so i can't so I couldn't use the tire iron anymore. I had to go to Walmart and buy a new one <laughs> because that Yikes. one was no longer usable. I broke Yikes. a 300 foot pound torque wrench. Gee, how the hell what? did you do that? Well, did you use it wrong? <laughs> I had to. Oh now, boy. Hold on and hear me out. I had a 19 millimeter socket. I was working on brakes. You should not have had a you should not have a 300 foot pound thing on a 19 millimeter. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear I, me guess, out. I guess that's normal. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's fine. There's method to the madness. However, I paid the price. What were you in a NASCAR pit? Did you or use something? it as a breaker bar? <laughs> and not for torquing things? Yep. <laughs> I don't know what no. that means. Madness. All right. For our listeners who don't know what that means, what does that mean? Okay. So. <laughs> A torque wrench, when used properly, it's like saying screwing this down takes 12 pounds of force, 12 foot pounds. Yeah. So you get a wrench, you set the wrench to 12, and you tighten it down until you hear a click. And that means it's on at the the set and required amount. Yeah. There's a a small piece on the head that moves. The whole handle will move. A bit extra, and so it'll thing. you'll be pulling on, pulling on, and then it's a click, uh, and then you know you're good. Now, a breaker bar does not have that. A it breaker is, bar is just add a socket to it. It's yeah. heavy duty. It's not going to break or bend. It's require. It's made for force. Yes, it's made <laughs> to apply bar. an obscene amount of force too. Um, and then you're fine. However, yeah. I live in an apartment complex, a condo complex. Mm-hmm. I needed to do my brakes. I thought, okay, I got a fairly new car. It's four years old. Mm-hmm. Let me undo the bottom caliper bolt. 
Well, on the back side, I have to remove the bracket. Yep. Mm -hmm. To pull that way, if once I do that, the assembly pulls up, I pull the rotor off. Mm -hmm. Hot swap, I'm good to go. Tighten everything up, brakes are done. I call my buddy. Hey, dude, I don't have a breaker bar here. I was unprepared, so I was using the wrong tools for the right job. I had the right sockets. I had the wrenches. I had the ratchets. I had all of that. I didn't have something powerful enough to get leverage on to break it. Yeah. Try the two, uh, two wrenches in a row trick. Yep. And then tried that. Yes. <laughs> and, you're them, and then you're bending one wrench real far, and you're like... <laughs> This yeah. is not what these are meant to do. <laughs> no, it was. It looked like half of a boomerang <laughs> on, on the wrenches, but the breaker bar I didn't have. So my buddy's like, "I got a, I got a torque wrench you can use." And I was like, "Do you need the torque wrench? Because if I do this, I'm gonna bust it." Because <laughs> you're going backwards, which means all the insides and all the workings and stuff like that are now you're done. You're never gonna. <laughs> Use it again. 19 millimeter socket. Shallow, because that's what it required. Yeah. I'm under there, and as I push, the breaker bar, or the, <laughs> the breaker, <laughs> the torque wrench snaps on the inside. Oh, yikes. Because the head isn't made for that. <laughs> and my 19 millimeter socket fractures all the way up Oof. to the point where the they connect oh, to the ratchet i got done with that you could take the uh the socket and basically boom and it, it was done <laughs> that's a big yikes so yeah Rack it like a fucking chrome egg. sockets are scary when they break yes because you don't know where the part's going well, I was going to say, they never break like, oh, it's like a, they never break in the way you just described where you can just like, oh, it's just a, like you can peel it apart. They always break where you're, you're really heaving into it and then you just hear pop and then suddenly your wrench flies forward and then pieces of socket go everywhere. And your like, face knuckles into whatever you're working yeah, on. Yeah, you punch knuckles. part of the vehicle, you're bloody everywhere. You're like, what the fuck happened? And then no, the that's, socket broke. That's why you wear gloves, kids. <laughs> I hated wearing gloves when I was working on cars. I mean, the like, worst. Working in the industry I work in, I've gotten to the point where whenever I do heavy work, I, I put on gloves. Because no. I have busted so many fingers, gotten so many cuts on my fingers and hands that it's just like, it's not it's well, not worth it anymore. I've gotten pinched that, in too many road cases. Like, <laughs> And for that, that makes sense. Because I wore like I wore gloves bail and hay. But when I'm working on a car, like you need I, I need the feel of the bolt when I'm trying to screw stuff in. And I can't feel that through gloves. So I fair. always did it bare, you know, barehanded because... Yeah, I need I, that I, fine like, detail. I, I, I have that issue sometimes when in in my line of work and like I'll take off my gloves when I need that fine detail. But I'm always yeah. like, all right, putting them right back on when I'm done. <laughs> but even when yeah. you're doing it without the gloves, it takes like three hours to wash your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Get all, I mean, the, get all that grease off. That'll seep through your gloves eventually. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, no, you're wearing the right kind of gloves. Have you ever had, uh, you know, stuff they use to put windshields on? Uh, like, like that like glue adhesive or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten that shit on your hands? No. Yes. That shit sucks. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure it does not come off. <laughs> I used a parts washer for 25 to 30 minutes and I couldn't get it all off my hands. Sounds like you should have been wearing gloves. Yes. For 10 to 15. You had a, and what gasoline? 
my hand was soaked yeah. in gasoline for 10 to 15 minutes before it came off. But that doesn't sound healthy. That, <laughs> hold on. The problem with that was I had already had cuts and scrapes from <laughs> the job. Yikes. So it was like straight up fire. <laughs> that is a big. Yikes. Yeah. I turned on a parts washer and I sat in that for a while. Or you're hitting me with brake clean. Like I nothing. Like I still, I had spackled all over my hands. And it was just like, that's it. And I got yelled at this is by just my really, sister for it. This is really just more evidence that you should be wearing gloves when there are you certain do jobs this work. You should be wearing gloves for. I understand <laughs> that, but like, was not thinking. You know, the seventeen-year-old me was not thinking correctly at the time. <laughs> As most seventeen-year-olds are wont to do. Senior Jedi wasn't thinking either because I would. Swap a transmission, I'd have transmission fluid on my hands. Go to swap some oil, oil on my hands. And then I would smoke a cigarette and keep on trucking. It's like that scene in Zoolander. It's like that scene in Zoolander where they're having the gasoline fight and one of them lights up a cigarette and kills them all. Oh Lord have mercy. Um we may or may not have attempted to use a uh Oh, what's it? A styrofoam cup to catch gasoline in. And guess what? It just melts it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it just melted it into a puddle idea. on the floor. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah. Good I also worked with two guys that, that smoked kid. a lot. And so they were, <laughs> we have gasoline dripping and they have a lit so, cigarette in their hand. Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> I have debunked. Oh, I've got, I've got a fun story about my workplace for rain here in a second. Oh, okay. Boy. So, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Mm hmm. Flicking your cigarette into a gallon of gas. I don't recommend it because there is fear factor. Bad idea. Oh, God. Bad but idea. As long as there is no flame and there's no uh, vapor, yep. nothing will catch fire. So you can essentially flick it right in there and scare the shit out of your family members. Other than that, don't <laughs> recommend it. Yeah, but you need a, like a high-powered fan going to get all the vapors out of there. Yeah, that's. So, I mean, of course, you're not going to flick a whole carton of cigarettes in there that's lit at once. I'm saying when you're done with your cigarette, just, you flick it in just there. Throw a whole malt. Like, watch, I'm not going to light the gla the the gas on fire. You throw a Molotov cocktail at it. Whoosh. <laughs> Whoosh. So, at this place that I worked at the mechanic shop, one of the lifts uh, switches were stuck on, so it always tried to lift up. That's so, if you were using that lift. You had to bring your car over, put the put everything under the car, and then you had to walk to the breaker box and around another off. lift and flip the breaker on to pick the car up. And then you had to turn it off and like, you know, once I got out of foot off the ground, you have to turn it off, go back over, do the shake test, make sure it's solid. <laughs> God forbid you don't do the shake test and something actually falls. I, like I assume I assume that was a hydraulic lift. So when you turn the yes. breaker off, it doesn't just go patunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a hydraulic lift and all that. So it once you turn it off, it just stays. But I would turn, always because I'm breaker, tall, I would always push. just put it up all the way. So you hear the the hydraulic uh, motors and whatnot get real high pitched when they've topped out. And you're yeah. like, all right, we're done. <laughs> Someone eventually fixed it. Um. That's probably good. That seems like something that should be fixed. <laughs> yeah, it was like right before I got fired. Um, Is that why you got fired? Because you were No, I got fired because they weren't making enough money to keep me on anymore. Oh, well. There was that's, time. We just a, didn't have enough a, shit going. I was sitting there, like, doing nothing, like, half the time. And I was paid hourly. That's so, a like, less interesting story. 
Um, there. Oh, there are other things. <laughs> there was he put like he bought some stadium lights. Uh, oh, Jesus. like that you put in, like a gymnasium. Oh boy. And he was gonna hang those up, and each of those are supposed to go on their own breaker. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, because lights um, pull a lot of fucking power when they're that bright. <laughs> An extension cord that he cut open. Oh, Jesus Christ. And attached it to that and attached like four of them together to the same circuit. How how many breakers did he blow? We actually <laughs> didn't. That's impressive. We did didn't he, did blow he, did, any breakers. Did you ever have all four of them on at max intensity, though? Um, I think we did. I, I don't think they ever got as bright as they were supposed to get. Because they definitely what, were not as bright why. as they should have been. But they always started off really dark. And then they would get brighter, but like yeah. there was a limit to it. It definitely yeah. was not like what I would see in a gymnasium when it's like fully lit. Yeah. It was definitely lighter <laughs> than that. Yeah, because a lot of uh, a lot of lights have you know like a certain certain inter- amperage like, draw. Amperage draw, but you know a lot of a lot of times they won't they won't reach that unless they're at maximum intensity and using doing whatever they're supposed to do. Because a lot of yeah. we we deal with that in in production a lot where you know how many of these lights can we put on a circuit how many of these lights can we put on a circuit etc etc and a lot of times like even even if you max it out you still have some wiggle room because odds are Mm -hmm. you're not going to have all of those lights on at 100 percent at any point in the show so you hit that one band (laughs) yeah (laughs) turns everything on to full tilt and then the whole thing just well you know the thing is a lot of times when you do that it doesn't look good (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean it's not but, I don't know. You know. you'll find you'll find the right crew <laughs> i've had, heard of some so, of the stories that you've told about bands that had no idea what they're doing you'll so, find one so i had one band that came through in one of the venues that i work at um it was a punk band called piss jeans and they came That's... in and they and like you know they they were like like three or four old dudes who had been in punk for like 20 years and who like obviously did not give a fuck. Okay, boomer. <laughs> but like, I like, I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, do you guys have any any lighting notes for me? Any anything you want?" And and the guy, the like head guy, looks at me and he's like, "Can you make the lights brown?" And I'm like, "That's not how lights work, but I can try." <laughs> and so I wound up giving them this like weird dull amber color for the entire show and like at the end of the show they were like hey you got the closest as anybody we've talked to so good on you and I'm like well I tried thanks for that that honestly <laughs> sounds like a a punk band it, like, yeah it, it was it was like such a 100% punk thing for them to do that it's just I still I it's one of those memories that I'm gonna look back on fondly just because it was fucking hilarious <laughs> That's awesome. Speaking of lights, the only thing I have is you know those yellow lights you can buy. You're gonna have, have to the, be more specific. The <laughs> yellow lights you can buy for your house or whatever when you're painting or whatever you can tilt the light up oh, or down. Like, it's got the, the, like the industrial like working lights sort of thing. Yeah, that you can like hang on yeah. stuff. And, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Are these the old school trouble lights that heat up and burn the shit out of you and you accidentally touch them? Yeah, probably. <laughs> we call, we call them trouble lights. Oh, I know what you're talking. Like the construction lights is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yellow stick, yellow yeah. tripod. Yeah. So we had seven of those, and we're pulling a, a Mustang motor outside <laughs> in the garage because it didn't have lighting. So yeah. we extension cords, da da da. Everything was fine, 
But we ran into troubles with this motor because the guy would show up every so often and say, hey, I don't want this, you know, pull this part, you know, blah, blah, blah. We were just trying to get the whole damn thing out so that way we could piece together what he wanted. Okay, yeah. do this, do that, and then drop it right back in, load some oil, load some gas, test it, call it a day. However, after 18 hours... Yeah, those lights get fucking those, hot. All seven of those, we start smelling something. Yep, yep, oh, that no. sounds about right. Like, what the hell is this smell? And it's not the electrical smell, which is kind of gross anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're like, what the hell is that? And then we look back, and it was like a chain of events. Like, they waited for us to look at them. Shatter, shatter, <laughs> shatter, shatter. <laughs> All the way down the line, and the extension cord was hot as shit. Yeah, that's... Were you putting them all on one circuit? Because if so, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> that's a no. that's an OSHA violation <laughs> and a uh, fire code violation. I think Come we had it into a. Uh, and you'll be had... <laughs> in a world of OSHA violations. I think we had it. We had two circuit breakers, but we split like some on this one. All the lights on one, all the tools on the other one. <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, you're gonna blow some. Fu- that's okay. probably how it was. Especially if you but got, we had if never you got seen like it seven of them on the same extension cord. Like that extension cord is not gonna handle that draw. It wasn't the same extension cord. That's the thing. Each outlet or each box yeah. had the six plugs. Mm-hmm. And okay, we had six separate electri- uh, extension cords, seven because we were only using. Two of us were using air ratchets, and one of us was using a, an electrical something for heating up uh, the, the engine components. That way, we could break it free. Yeah. Oh, settling porch. Yes. Those are fun. <laughs> Those are very fun. So scary, but fun. I'll get into that in a second because. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, that's what, that's what's going to happen when you leave those kind of lights on for eighteen hours. <laughs> like. I, again, we had never. We thought, okay, this job's going to be in and out, a couple hours, and we're done. But anytime well, you say day. that, anytime <laughs> you say that, chat, you too, you're included in this. <laughs> anytime you say, oh, it's just going to take a few minutes. I got forty minute job. We'll be done in three hours. <laughs> you know, yes. be in and out, good to go. Four nah, hours man. turns into three days. I mean, yeah, whatever. So the lights go out. We let everything cool down. It was a nice break. We, we get some coffee. We get, you know, a couple cigarettes in our systems, yada, yada, yada. We go back out. Everything's cooled off. We had replacement bulbs. Bang, right back in for the next wave. Oh, Jesus. Well, a buddy of ours trips on the... My uncle is using the acetylene torch, and there's the oxygen side, and there's mm-hmm. the other side. There's two going into his... Nozzle. Yep. Oh boy. And it's he's good. He's got a good 50, 70 feet of length. That's a violation. Why? Hold on. Because <laughs> Why you would move. you ever have that much unrolled? You have it near you. Remember what we said about we OSHA violations? <laughs> we couldn't fit the vehicle the way we wanted to in the garage because we already had another vehicle in the garage that was completely torn apart. So, anyway. Long story short, boy, my cousin trips over one. And in the garage, all you hear is, 
clang, 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 and we're like, what the hell is that? Oh, yikes. <laughs> Luckily, it didn't start just going ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but as soon as that thing dropped, we took off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of violations, but when you're in high school, you don't really pay attention to that shit. You just want to get the job done. Yeah, but you still shouldn't have like 80 feet of oxyacetylene torch. Well, you know, you know, tubes rolled out. Like, te technically, not safe for work and OSHA violation mean the same thing. Yes. <laughs> technically. But again, you know, and then here I am after high school, a couple years later, I joined the military where everything is must be OSHA, must have this, yeah. must be an ANSI standard. And I'm to the T. Oh, the, the good old ANSI standard. Yeah. Yeah. In my industry, we so. do a lot of things that are probably not OSHA approved. <laughs> in yeah. every industry, there's a lot of things done that are not OSHA approved. Well, especially especially in, the, in live music, there's a lot of things that are done rock and roll style, which is uh, not the safest way <laughs> to do things. Spoiler is that, is that, uh, is that duct tape, bubble gum, and zip ties? Yeah, a lot of the times. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ren is hanging from the top of the rafter. <laughs> Just look up. <laughs> got two. You got got two flashlights up there. Well, so when I, when, it, when I was in high school, we had uh, in our in our theater, we had this thing we called the Beast, which was a twenty foot high piece of scaffolding on wheels that we would roll out on the stage so we could climb up it to reach the lights, <laughs> and that was not the safest thing in the world. <laughs> We had we had one of those for football practice so they could film us, and it fell over one day. Ooh, Not a, like we we walked out there and it was down. Like we weren't out there when it fell <laughs> over. But like there was a few there because they chained it to a, like a chain link fence and like yeah, it was that chain, really windy days. That chain link fence like, is not going to support something like uh, that. <laughs> uh, and then we went out one day, and I just remember it being on the ground, and we're just like, we're just going to practice around that. I'm like, mm, you don't say. <laughs> Ours, ours was you aluminum, so like I think if it had ever fallen over, we probably could have put it back up pretty easily. But I don't think it ever did fall over, luckily. So yeah, I mean this is like the outdoor scaffolding. I think it only went up like a story or two. Yeah, just so like you get a little bit of elevation, so it wasn't terrible. But I don't think it actually hit the play surface of the field, which was not great. Field practice field was awful. <laughs> the the line you didn't paint the line markers. They were literally just divots in the ground. Oh yikes! Like like that were this deep. <laughs> like, that's a, that's you a knew great, little... That's a great way to destroy your ankles. Oh, it was or so... your knees or your yeah. shoulders. Right? They were pretty deep. Um, yeah, that's muddy a, practices were yikes. rough. <laughs> you know, they were just mud. There was no grass to cover them. Yeah. Um. So my yeah. my uh one of the venues I work at the nine thirty club has this really cool thing where our our entire lighting rig and the and the audio arrays actually are are hung from this big like probably like forty foot by forty foot truss piece that is attached to the ceiling of of the room with uh two ton motors uh four of those one on each corner four two ton motors and those two ton motors are on. <coughs> are on I-beams with moving motors. So mm -hmm. the entire truss system can move out into the room and back and up and down, which is pretty fucking cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, that reminds me, have you ever watched any videos of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra or ever seen them play? 
I have not. That's, I think they were supposed should, to play check, at one of my venues. You should check them yeah, out before all this happened because they do a lot of stuff with like dancing lights and yep. configurations, like what you're talking about with the moving, you know, in the crowd and then down and then like around well, each other. Like, so they it, had a whole thing set up for it, obviously, but like you should check that out. It was pretty when, wild. When, when the Foo Fighters played the uh, that big July 4th show they did a couple years ago at <clears> uh, what was it like the JFK arena field or whatever in DC, they had a, some sort of rig for him to like sit in this throne and like go out over the crowd, which was pretty fucking wild. So <laughs> like, I've like, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff working in this industry. There yeah. was a show that I don't remember if they actually wound up doing it, doing it, but just which is, I think, a metal band. <laughs> it what, sounds like a metal band. Did, I'm did, be a, real. did a show at the Anthem where I don't know if they brought it there because I didn't actually see the show, but they were touring with a Vanta Black backdrop. Oh, that sounds awful. And I don't know if you guys know, for any of our listeners who don't know what Vanta Black is, it's a pigment that is so dark that it doesn't reflect any light whatsoever. Which, yep. if you've never experienced what that looks like, I highly recommend looking it up because it's wild. It looks like it's literally just a void. And so they, like, the reason they were not considering not bringing it was because they kept running into issues where the, like, it would fuck the stage hands up because an entire backdrop of that and just, like... It's just blank. Yeah, it's just void (laughs) for an entire backdrop, which I imagine must have been really fucking cool to see. But I imagine yeah, as a stagehand cool. was probably wild to deal with. <laughs> How many curse words did he go through? <laughs> How do you spell that? Jostafelstein? Yeah. Uh, like G E S S E F E L Stein. I don't know, man. Oh, found it. G. Hopefully I got close enough for you to be able to find it. You yeah. did, because my first attempts on YouTube, literally, it was like no results found. <laughs> I looked up Gustafelstein band, and it was like nothing. I'm like, well then. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, so that was, I, I, I wish I had seen that. I don't remember they if are. I did it, but like, that sounds like it would have been something wild to watch. I, but I've seen They're some. They're techno. Are they? That make, yeah. that actually makes sense because the 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 company that was uh, producing that it's like show, a dude in front of two keyboards and that's it. That that actually makes sense because the 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 company that was producing that show is one of the companies that we work with that runs a DJ venue. So that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool though. But yeah, we've like so the big venue that I work at, the Anthem, is a six thousand cap venue with three floors. Um, so it's, and it opened, uh, like two and a half years ago now. Um, and we've had some like pretty wild acts in there that have done some like really crazy stuff with the, the, with the space, like tech wise, like, uh, Florence and the machine went, toured through there and I worked that show as a spotlight operator. And the spotlights they had were, they had uh, moving lights that were hung up on the truss that were remote controlled. And so backstage, we had these motorcycle handlebars with a screen in between them that we used to control the spotlight. 
which was pretty that's fucking interesting. cool. <laughs> and like honestly, like working that show was wild because if anybody's seen a Florence and the Machine show, like that woman does not stop moving. <laughs> like she was dancing across the stage the entire time. And so the entire time we were just like, uh, uh, like twisting back and forth, trying to follow her. Cause basically they, they handed us the, the reins and we're like, follow her for the entire show. And so we we're just like, okay. Uh. Like, Oh, this won't be that bad. Little did you know? Yeah. She, like, Little did you know? She was dancing all over the place that entire time. She's doing the Axl Rose wind sprints across stage. <laughs> I mean, like, she was twirling and spinning all over the place. Like, she was moving all the way across the stage. And, like, she jumped into the crowd a few times. Like, you know, it was... it was That's wild. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But, you know, live shows get... Live shows be like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And we've... I think we've had pyrotechnics in that venue before, even though I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to. <laughs> But, you know, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, the Five Fairing Death Punch show I went to, they, they were told they could either bring, like, little kids up on stage to, like, you know, like, play the drums and so, or mm. something like that, which is what they normally do. Or they could have pyrotechnics. <laughs> which one did they pick? They chose the pyrotechnics. That's pyrotechnics not, that that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were kind we were, like, I don't know, halfway back at this venue. That shit's hot. Yeah. Like, they put out some real heat. I cannot. Mm -hmm. I, well, also, it was humid as all hell that day. We were, like, now in imagine, the river bend now in imagine Cincinnati. imagine being one of the guys on stage for that. It, first off, it was horribly muggy. Like, I could <laughs> see through the back of the stage because it, like, opens up to the river. And I could see the river on the other side, like, from our seats. Yep. And so, like, that's how close to the Ohio River we were. <laughs> and it was unbelievably hot. And the pyro was even hotter somehow. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I do not know how they would survive on stage with that because just like I was pretty far away from it. And I'm like, mm, this sucks with <laughs> this that is going off constantly. No good. And I cannot imagine being on stage with that going on. Yeah. So uh, he did change shirts every single song for some reason. <laughs> and I say change shirts. He wore a cutoff. And so like not a difficult change to just yeah. walk off the side of stage and throw a new one on. Well, I, uh, I think, he also went through like four microphones, I think. Yeah, that sounds like the right. humidity was especially, getting to especially him. Especially for a metal band. <laughs> yeah, well, they just all were like having problems. You couldn't yeah. hear him for some of the songs, and so especially especially if like he's getting covered in sweat and it's getting on the microphone, like that's gonna yeah. fuck things up. <laughs> I'm sure with the humidity, it was just it was messing with everything. Yeah. Well, he also so he has a bullet and a pair of brass knuckles that he wears with like that he tapes to the microphones to hold them, hold on to him the whole time. <laughs> um. And so, like, he did that for the first couple, and then eventually he just came out with, like, just a regular, just a regular mic. Because <laughs> they, they didn't have him taped that many what backups taped up. Um, he like had a, he, he has a, a, it's made out of, you know, what looked like skeletons, but it's solid metal, is his, his microphone stand. He takes mm -hmm. a bat, and he beats on it, and he jumps on it, and he's just like, yep. like, it. It took some abuse. It was pretty. I'll I'll send a picture uh, to. I'll that, put a picture uh, that, in the Discord. It's that wild. A looking. lot. We've had a couple bands that have gone through some of our mic stands. We have some mic stands that have really seen some shit. <laughs> oh, this is a custom one. This is all custom yeah. pieces. Yeah. And but we have so. We you probably have, don't have the same caliber, I guess. Or no, we, it sounds so, like you do. So. so we have we have two types of mic stands. We have uh -huh. the old ones. 
and then we have the new ones. <laughs> uh-huh. And so the new ones are from a company named Tama, which makes drum stands. And they, oh. made, they made these mic stands that weigh like 30 fucking pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, so they're like, they're, they're tripod stands. Like they aren't round base. And they've got this heavy ass counterweight on the, on the boom at the top. So it's like, you can mess with that and it's not going to fucking move. So, <laughs> like, they're sturdy-ass stands, and I don't think I've seen one of them broken yet, but I'm fingers crossed because I know someone probably will. Uh, eventually, you'll find someone. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> incredible, though. Yeah, they're, they're wild. They're really nice stands. And, and, like, every time we put them out, the people are like, whoa, what fucking stands are these? And they're like, they're, they're made by people who make drum stands. They know, they know what they're doing. <laughs> They are here for the long haul. Yeah, they're they're uh they can take some abuse. All right, we're uh we're nearing. Uh, the I think end. we're out of time here. Yeah, we're nearing the end of our time. You guys got any last words you wanna wanna talk about um, before we wrap up for the evening? No, I got something I'd like to say when we wrap up, though. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you're listening to us. After the fact, uh, you can join us live every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash late night looters. And we are also restreaming now to Mixer as well. So you can find us on Mixer at mixer.com slash late night looters. If you're interested in joining and welcoming a friendly gaming community, you can follow us on Twitter at late night looters. We also have Discord links, so you can be uh, in there and seeing some more shenanigans other than what you've seen tonight. Uh, also, you can find our form on... You have it on the Mixer side, too, right? Uh, I have not put it on the Mixer side yet, but okay. I can do that after this episode. Okay. Uh, that way you can submit your your uh, topics, and we will review them, and hopefully yours makes it to the to the channel. You can also find all of our episodes on anchor.fm, Spotify, and Google Podcasts under the name Join On. Um, I'm Rain. You can find me on Twitter at Magical Rain, Rain spelled R-A-E-N, and on Mixer at Mixer.com slash Rain44. And I'm CS1140. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore real underscore CS1140. And on Mixer at Mixer.com slash CS1140. I'm a Jedi. You can find me on Twitter at XAJediX and on Twitch at a Jedi. Also, I would like to throw out everybody that's hosted, everybody that's followed. Much appreciated. Thank you so much for uh, laughing at us and our <laughs> shenanigans. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Everybody stay safe out there.